Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I'm so excited because here you are listening to the Get Your Book Done podcast. And our topic today is how to get booked on podcasts. And I got to tell you, in the world of media, like podcasts are one of the best ways for authors to connect with new potential readers and clients, you know, to hear your message and to work with you further and get your book and really get into your world. Um, podcasting is kind of where it's at. So I am very excited and feel really grateful that today we have with us Christina Danielle Nicholson. She is a TV host who helps business owners grow by earning them media coverage get this, without spending big budgets on advertising. She started her PR agency, Media Maven, after working as a TV anchor and reporter for more than a decade with an infant and toddler at home. Now, Christina is also the host of Become a Media Maven podcast herself and the founder of Podcast Clout, which is a podcast database that makes it easier for PR professionals to build podcast pitch lists. You can still see her in front of the camera as a host on Lifetime TV, in national commercials, on the TEDx stage, and you can read her work online in HuffPost. Host, Thrill Global, Inc. Magazine, Business Insider, Fast Company, and Boss Babe. She was selected as an Oprah Magazine Insider and Ambassador out of thousands of applicants, and she lives in South Florida with her husband and three young children. So, Christina, welcome to my podcast, where we're going to be talking about getting booked on podcasts. So glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Christine. I'm excited to chat. Yeah, my pleasure. And I would first love to hear now, the interesting thing is if you've been listening to my show for a while, you know, my first question is always like, how'd you get into authorship? Like how'd that happen? <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the journey. Cause it's different for every author. Christina actually hasn't written a book yet. So what I want to ask you is how did you get into media? I mean, being a TV host and everything you've done, like what was that journey to getting there? Yeah. So, I mean, I can remember as far back as eighth grade when you have your career day and you have to go and shadow somebody. I lived in a small town in Ohio and we didn't have a TV station in my city. So I went to the local cable church station and I read the announcements, but fast forward, I worked as a TV reporter and anchor for 10 years. I just liked storytelling and I liked doing it with video and images and interviews. So I started small and worked my way up like people in the TV news business do. And then by the time I made it down here to where I am now in South Florida, I had a couple of kids and I needed a more flexible schedule because TV news does not offer a flexible schedule. So that's when I got into public relations and I started my own agency, Media Maven, and that kind of snowballed into me founding podcast clout, uh, you know, just one thing kind of led to another. And I think today, you know, there's so much under the media umbrella and so much of it overlaps. And that's kind of how everything transpired into a few different careers, but again, still all under the storytelling media umbrella. Beautiful. And what I love about what you just said, it's like, 
it unfolds it, right? We have so many people who, you know, listen and they want to write these books and they want everything to happen now. And they want to know how it's going to happen now. And they want to know the five-year and 10-year plans now when really like you just got to get yourself in motion. And I find that the more you're in motion, the more you're in creation, the more you feel like you're doing what you're really called to do. And for those of you writing books, like that book is part of that calling, you will be guided. You will be directed. You will meet that person. That door will open. That opportunity will come, or you will know that you're supposed to say no to that thing and yes to this thing. Um, but it, I don't think it happens if you're not in motion. So I love that you shared that piece of your story. Like you just, you know, you got into it, you started doing it and it evolved and grew from there. And that is one of the greatest benefits of being in action. So um, tell us a little bit, I mean, podcasting, I know it's been around for a while, but it certainly has grown in popularity over, you know, recent years. And I would love for you to share first and foremost, just like how to like the back end of podcasts operate um, so that everyone listening can really get a, an understanding of what it is that they need to be doing in order to be able to land media coverage. But a lot of people don't even try to go for it because they're like, I don't know how it works. I don't know who I'm supposed to reach out to. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So what are the operations like on the back end of the podcast? Our audience can really feel like, oh, okay, I, I understand this. I can do this now, but just educate them on how it all works. Yeah. I mean, it's a little different and I come from traditional media working in TV news. My PR agency focuses on traditional media for our clients, but we've been implementing more and more podcast guesting opportunities for our clients because it is so different than the other forms of media. In my opinion, it is the quickest way to see an ROI from free media exposure. And that is because of the intent of the listener. So you can be watching TV and catch things because you have the TV on. You can be scrolling online on social media. You can be scrolling online with an article or flipping through a magazine. But when you take the time to listen to a podcast episode, it is very intentional. You aren't just scrolling through an app. You are mindfully choosing to listen to an episode, either that be based on the podcast that you like, the host you like, or even the episode title piques your interest. And you are making a choice to sit down and listen to a person speak about that topic for 30 minutes. Like you're really getting to know, like, and trust a person in that time. So that's why I tell all of my nonfiction author clients, all of my entrepreneur clients, all of my speaking clients, basically anybody who wants to build a personal brand, which should be any business owner, that you need to be doing podcasts for this reason. And they're super easy to do. You just need a microphone and a quiet space and you can do them anywhere. And you don't have to pay to get on as a guest. If somebody does try to charge you to be a guest, that is a red flag. You should never pay to be a guest on a podcast, but it's just a perfect way to build your personal brand with somebody who is very intentional about listening to what you have to say. I love that. You know, when I was thinking about getting my podcast off the ground, you know, like so much going on, I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to market it and how many people are going to be listening and if it's even worth it and blah, blah, blah. And then like the person who helped me um, get my podcast off the ground said, listen, Christine, if you just have a hundred listeners to an episode, 
Like, would you be thrilled to go and speak in front of a live audience of a hundred people who are not just there because you're the speaker for that event and they have to listen to you, to you, but a hundred people who are there because they want to listen to you because they've chosen to listen to you. Like that's worth it. That's worth it. You, Cause you could speak to an audience of a hundred, 200, 300, whatever, you know, every single week or every single episode. And something flipped in my brain when I heard that. It's like, oh yeah, I would, I would certainly go speak in front of a hundred people. So why not a hundred people on a podcast or, you know, obviously more than that now, but it's an interesting concept that, yeah, we're just here using the podcast platforms to be able to speak and give our, you know, share a message and help people learn and grow and expand in the ways that we're capable of doing that. So I love that you shared that. So, you know, the big question that I hear from clients that I talk with about, you know, well, maybe you should be, you know, doing podcasts. And I do, I recommend to a lot of them to do a podcast tour around their book. It's a great way to continue to do evergreen marketing for their book. Like even if they just do a podcast or two every month, that's new people every single month, you know, hearing their message, but where they get stuck seems to be with like, you know, how do I do the pitch? Like what kind of idea? Because it's like, they're not really pitching the book. They want to talk about the book, but they can't really pitch a podcast about the book because no one will really book them for that. Unless of course they're like, I don't know, John Grisham or Neil Donald Walsh or Eckhart Tolle or some, you know, Brene Brown um, kind of authors. So how do you suggest people that go about coming up with ideas to pitch that aren't overly promotional? This is a great question because this is the number one mistake people make when they pitch. I mean, I saw it at a TV station. People made the same mistake when they were pitching to be on TV. It's pretty common. And I mean, to sum it up, people are just being selfish. And when they're pitching, they're only thinking about what's in it for them. They want to promote their book. They want more book sales. So they make it all about that. And you have to remind yourself, it is not the media's job or a podcaster's job to promote your book. Like you're not even paying for this. This is not an advertisement. You should be thrilled if somebody is going to invite you onto their platform that they spend time and money on to give you a stage to speak on. So when you are pitching, you have to be mindful of that. And yes, you want to talk about your book. You want to promote your book, but I promise that will happen by default. It is a side effect of what happens when you are speaking about your expertise for 30 minutes, because where is your expertise found? It's found in your book. I mean, even if you hear a podcast and this person doesn't mention their book at all, and you really like this person and what they said, you're probably going to find them on social media. You're going to go find their website. And then you'll say, oh, look, they have a book. Let me buy the book. So what you have to not do is lead with, I just wrote this book. I would like to come on and talk about it. And it happens a lot. I'm not going to bring you on to talk about your book. Instead, say, I am an expert in this. This is why your audience should care. These are some things that I could talk about. Let me know if you're interested in having me on. And then when you're doing the interview and you're going through those talking points, you can say like, I don't have a book, but for example, I have my podcast, Become a Media Maven. I could give you my talking points. Here's, you know, here's Christine. It's reason one, reason two, and reason three. I go into depth more about this on my podcast, Become a Media Maven. And that's it. You drop the little seed that you have a book and you do that in the interview. You don't even have to mention it in the pitch 
because when you mention it in the pitch, what it comes off as, oh, here's another person just thinking like, I'm, it's my job to promote their book. Like I'm a book promoting podcast and that's not what it is. I can give you an example. That'd be great. Yes. Yeah. Please do share. And I just feel like this is a big kind of a flip in your thinking for many of you yes. who are like, oh, I want to, you know, promote my book and I want to talk about my book and I want to do this. And it's like, no, the way that you get to talk about your book is by angling it and pitching it in a way to the podcast producer or the podcast host that makes them be like, oh man, this is going to be great for my audience. And then, like you said, by the way, you know, then you get to talk about the book that you've got, but it can't be front and center. So I'd love to have you share a story. That would be great. Yeah. So one, I got a pitch from somebody. It was actually, I think it was an author who hired, it was either somebody on the author's team or they hired a, a PR agency and the pitch was actually really good. The pitch was good. I think, you know, like just in the bio, it mentioned she was an author of a book, whatever, but the pitch was good because it was about her experience and her expertise and things that she could talk about on my podcast that were super specific that have never been talked about before. So those are two points. When you pitch, like, don't make it about marketing, make it about Pinterest ads for people in the home decor space, like make it as specific as possible so they can say, oh, wow, I've never been pitched this before and we've never talked about this. So that's one tip in pitching. So anyway, it was a beautiful pitch. So I booked them. I was like, yeah, great. We'll get you on the podcast to record the interview. And then between that scheduling and the actual recording, I got at least two emails from this person. The emails were, we just want to make sure that her book is mentioned we want to let you know that the book is being released in April of whatever. So could you please just release your episode around this time? And I mean, this was multiple emails before we even recorded. And I was like, whoa, this person is like not only pushing the book promotion, but they're like telling me when to release my episode of my podcast. Like, who do you think you are? Like telling me how to run my own show that I spend my time and money on when I'm offering you a platform to discuss things that are in your book. Like, obviously I was gonna mention you wrote a book about this. People should go check it out to learn more. Like that's gonna come up naturally in the conversation. But because this person was so like down my throat about the book promotion, I honestly got annoyed. And I just canceled the interview. Oh, wow. Because I was like, I felt I felt like I was being used. Like, who cares about my audience and them getting anything from the interview? You just wanted to use me to get to my audience to, to talk about this. And listen, I understand whenever anybody is on a podcast, that's the goal, to build your personal brand. But like, there is a way to go about it where you're not so selfish and where you actually do want to help people. And trust me, as a side effect, you get the promotion. By default, it will happen. People are just so pushy. It's like meeting your crush and being like, oh my God, we should get married. Okay, well, maybe if it's gonna work out, eventually you'll get married, but you gotta start with a first date. So when it comes to mistakes people make, it's just they, they push so hard on the book promotion that it turns people off. Like even if they like the topic, even if they want to buy the book, like you're being so pushy that I need to take a step back. Mm, such a good point. 
because, you know, new authors and seasoned authors are very excited typically about what it is that they've written and they, they know that their book can help people. They've seen the reviews coming in and they can definitely get very excited and very enthusiastic about how amazing their book is and how it's going to help people. And I love how very clear and direct that you are being with our listeners to really let them know, uh, 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 does not work that way. This has to be first and foremost about service and how you can really, you know, provide value for the podcast audience and the book marketing, the book promotion piece will naturally happen. As you said, like, of course, you know, we're going to mention whatever the book is. So I, I just think that that's a really important point. And I hope you're all taking it in and not getting discouraged as you listen that you can't, you know, make it all about your book. Just know that it's about your book on the back end. Yeah. And I think people also need to consider like, how do they buy things? Like what marketing works for them? Because the way they're marketing, if they're doing that, that's not what works for them. Like I would never buy something if somebody like right off the bat was in my face trying to sell it to me hardcore. That's just not good marketing. It's like, don't shove it down my throat. Like first, let me know if you have a solution to my problem. And then talk to me about your solution and, you know, where you got the ideas for it and how it came about and how it's worked before. And then after that, then we can take the next step together. That's how marketing leads to sales. And so many people, you know, authors included, they just want to focus on the sales that they get a little impatient in the marketing. And I think we live in a very impatient time. And that's why a lot of people are marketing just so hardcore right now that it's just, it ends up being a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, in many cases it does when it's just too hard, it kind of backfires. So now that everyone knows, you know, what, what they should do, what they shouldn't do in terms of coming up with ideas to actually pitch, how do they begin to build that pitch list? You know, like, okay, great. Like I have this wonderful idea. It's going to be really helpful for the audience. You know, how do I know who to send this pitch to and which shows are going to be good fits for me? Can you offer some wisdom on that? Yeah. So this is a tricky part because podcasts are like blogs. Once you put them up, they never really go away. Even if you stop updating them, like they're still there and you can still find them. So if you open up the Apple podcast app, for example, and you start scrolling, you're going to see over a million podcasts in there. And about half of them are inactive, meaning somebody started a podcast and then they stopped releasing new episodes. And then you're going to find lots of podcasts that maybe they're hardly ever updated or that nobody really listens to. Maybe they get one or two downloads and that's it because the person is just doing it for fun or it hasn't taken off, whatever the reason. So it is tricky. That's part of the reason why I created Podcast Clout for people in my industry, in the PR industry, to kind of make it a little bit easier. But this is what I suggest doing. I have an iPhone, so I use Apple. You can open the Apple Podcasts app, and then you have that browse button at the bottom. And you can browse based on a variety of things. I always like to just go to categories because Apple has over 100 different categories. So for example, if you are in the mental health space, I think mental health is a subcategory of society and culture, I believe. So you can go into society and culture and take a look at the new shows. I suggest looking at the new shows instead of the top shows, just because there's going to be less competition there because they are newer. So less people are pitching them 
to be a guest on them. But keep in mind, if they are highlighted as a new show, then they are going to be very popular and people are going to be pitching them. But basically you pitch a show, like say you find one, you're like, oh, this one would be great. So you click on that show and you can find out more about the show. You can see the ratings and the reviews. But if you scroll all the way down, there is a little section that says you might also like, and then you can click see all for that to open up. So you can see more podcasts like that one podcast that maybe it's your dream podcast. And then really from there, you just start making a list, open up the podcast app and see which ones make sure they're still active and they're still releasing episodes on a regular basis. And then open up a spreadsheet and start making a list and something else that I do, I used to do on that spreadsheet add a column for Twitter or LinkedIn or Instagram and connect with the podcaster before you actually pitch them. Because today we are so much more likely to pay attention to a notification on Twitter than we are an email from a stranger. It's just the way it is. It's like, you know, back when email started, it's like, oh, how exciting I have email. Right. Like you've got mail. Oh my gosh, I have mail. I'm so excited. (laughs) Now it's like, oh my God, I have so much mail. I'm absolutely not excited. (laughs) I don't want any more emails. So you have to, you know, you have to get them to get their attention because a lot of these podcasts, you know, they get a lot of pitches. So you want to stand out and creating a, a relationship on social media and starting, you know, a back and forth on Twitter, for example, will help you stand out when you go to pitch. Sometimes I've reached out on Twitter saying, hey, I want to pitch to be a guest on, on your podcast. I have a great idea. Where it's, what's the best email? Even if I know what the best email is, I'll still ask just so I'm on their radar. Or I'll say, hey, I just filled out the online form on your website to be a guest on your podcast. I think you're your audience would love to hear about this topic. Haven't heard you discuss it on the podcast before. So again, it's a time consuming thing, but everything strategic is time consuming. And again, if an author is trying to get media attention without spending money on ads, podcasts are a very, very good way to go just because again, of that intent and that engagement of the person listening. And you don't need makeup and wardrobe or traveling or technology (laughs) or cameras and lighting and all of that, that it would take to get on, say, TV, for instance. It's like, like you said, you need a microphone, like a decent microphone, and you need to be able to talk. So, you know, podcasting, I think, is definitely a great way to go. Of course, I'm here on my podcast and uh, we're talking about podcasts, so you know how I feel about these. Um, I do know that you have a great resource to share with everyone. As always, we've got the resources linked over in the in the show notes for today's episode. But can you talk a little bit about your free resource? Because I think it's actually related to this whole thing we're just talking about around, you know, pitching and how do you pitch and who does it go to and all that sort of thing. So what have you got in store for listeners? Yeah, no, I'm happy to share. When I started my PR agency, one of the ways that I built it was by being a guest on podcasts. I mean, I can tell you so many clients that came to me because they heard me on so-and-so's podcast. So they came and they looked me up and then they became a client. So then we started booking our clients on podcasts. And again, it's the quickest way to an ROI. So to help people, I thought instead of giving them a template, like to fill out as a pitch, I'm just going to give you the exact pitch that I sent to Pat Flynn when I first appeared on Smart Passive Income. Since being on that podcast, I was invited back on for another appearance. I've been on a couple of times since the first appearance. I've spoken on stage with Pat. 
I was in his mastermind. And then I, you know, I also got clients from it and that's just from one appearance on one podcast. So since that one was the most successful for me and it kind of made me realize, okay, so podcast guesting, that's going to be my marketing strategy for sure. I want to share the exact pitch that I sent to him as well as what happened after. So I'm not just sharing the pitch word for word, but like, this is the process. This was the follow-up because that's another mistake. A lot of people make is they send a pitch and they don't follow up. If I didn't follow up, I wouldn't have landed it. So I share the follow-up email. I share the scheduling, what happened after the recording, what happened after it went live. So you can walk through the whole process with me. This is huge. Every one of you listening needs to head over to the show notes right now and make sure that you grab this resource because to be able to model exactly what has worked and what the process is, not only the pitch, but like she said, the follow-up and, you know, how do you actually make this profitable for your business? This is incredible. Thank you so much, Christina, for being willing to share that with our community, you know, our listening community here. It's a phenomenal resource. I'm going to go download it myself right now because I haven't yet. But now that I hear you talking about, I'm like, I got to go get that. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go grab my own copy here. Um, So (laughs) before we wrap, are there any like final words of wisdom that you want to make sure that our listening audience of transformational authors, you know, most of them writing, some already published, but they're all in that process of some case, and they're all going to need to be getting their message out there. So what would you say, or like, what's the final words of wisdom that you want to leave them with? If they get one thing, I want them to get this. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be specifically to nonfiction authors, the stuff that's going to get you media coverage, whether it be on podcasts or anything else, it's, it's going to be your expertise. And that's what you need to be promoting. That's what you need to be sharing. The book will come. It will happen because when people want to know more, they will find out more. So don't lead with your book, lead with what is in the book. Oh, so well said. Write that down. If you're not driving while you're listening, don't lead with the book, lead with what's in the book and the book will come. The sales will come. The connections will be made. So beautifully said. And I I know that some of you are still working on writing your books. So I want to make sure you know that I am getting ready to host my third annual book breakthrough quest. It's my free five-day kind of challenge-based training. I'm so excited. We always have such amazing results and breakthroughs from people around the writing of their books during this this event. And literally like right now is when you can register. So you can do that by going to bookbreakthroughquest.com. Again, that's bookbreakthroughquest.com. Q-U-E-S-T, bookbreakthroughquest.com. And that link will be over in the show notes as well. But if you feel like you need a little boost or a little more clarity and a little bit of help in moving the needle in terms of writing the book, um, please do not miss the Book Breakthrough Quest because uh, day one of the training is coming up next week. Um, If you're listening on the Monday that this podcast was released, uh, we start next Monday with the training and it's totally free. So be sure to show up for that. So thank you so much, Christina, for being here today. I feel like you really inspired our listeners to see that this is possible, that they can do it and how to do it so that it really works for them and combine that all with the resource of the exact pitch and the follow-up and all of that. Like, I I feel like anyone listening today who's like been thinking about trying to talk about their book on podcasts they now know exactly how to do it. And I'm so grateful that you took the time to share your wisdom with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was fun chatting with you. 
Absolutely. My pleasure. All right. And as always, you know, I'm going to thank you for being here and for listening and for being someone who's on this journey, right? Authorship isn't easy. It's a process. It's a journey. It takes effort, energy, dedication, will sometimes, and certainly vision and excitement and passion. And I just love that you are here and that you are one of those people who is up to really making a difference in the world through your transformational book. So thanks for being here. And until next time, happy writing, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.